Hello, I'm Charles Coves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. Today's big idea on Father's Day. Five reasons why leaders should emulate great fathers. I'm going to share some ideas with you on this show that will help make you a better leader. Stick around. Your leadership development is a crucial element in your success in life. This show is predicated on the formula of SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Your self-awareness around you plus your passion will give you ongoing success. Since 1993, when I left my successful legal career, I have been speaking to audiences, coaching teams, running workshops, facilitating them, coaching executives one-on-one about the power of passion as Australasia's passion provocateur. I wrote two books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performance, both of which are worth reading, both of which have changed lives according to the people who have read them and given me beautiful feedback. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous quote, The unexamined life is not worth living. I share with you one big idea that I've already introduced to you, but one big idea each week. And just imagine 52 big ideas in one year. Wow, what a change that can make to a life. I share some ideas with you that I believe can change your life for the better. If they're not relevant to you, that's wonderful. Doesn't matter. I don't tell you what to do. I share with you useful resources as well to help you access resources you might have heard about, but you think about them in a new way and they help you in different ways. It's like reading a book for the second or third time and you say, gosh, I don't remember reading that sentence. The second or third time you hear a quote or hear a song in a whole new way, you have a whole new experience. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket if you're watching this on YouTube. On a podcast, you'll just have to imagine me wearing a red jacket. The red jacket is my brand. Red is the color of passion. And every time you see red, I urge you to think about your own passion as a reminder. Gosh, am I pursuing my passion? Am I working on discovering my passion? This show is not politically correct. I express my views regardless of whether they're considered to be politically correct or not, and I'm not interested in whether or not I offend others or not. I don't like offending people, but I am a proponent of the power of free speech, freedom of speech, and it's a crucial element in our lives these days. I urge you to be freer in your speech rather than being hamstrung by political correctness. I also subscribe to the view that we have a spiritual life. Humans are much more than just what you can see. We have a spiritual element, and I tap into the power of the human spirit. 
My definition of passion is that it's a source of unlimited energy from your soul, your spirit, your heart that enables you to produce extraordinary results. Why extraordinary? Because most people aren't pursuing their passion. Therefore, as soon as you are, you are above ordinary. You stand out. You can become outstanding. And that access to unlimited energy is the way to do that, one of the best ways to do that. So, here we are, the start of spring in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia, the martial law capital of the planet. We are under lockdown here. Gosh, even as I'm talking about that, I need to get into one of my addictions, coffee. Cheers. I love coffee. I'm addicted to coffee, and it's nice to be addicted to certain things. Martial law here in Victoria, the Premier is behaving very badly. The resistance to his nonsense is increasing. There was a demonstration organised in Melbourne yesterday, police everywhere, various reports on the numbers of people who did demonstrate. And now, today, the Premier is going to be making an announcement on whether this martial law that has been going for six weeks, people under curfew from 8pm to 5am. Melbourne is famous around the world for this behaviour by our politicians here. And there were rumours about what the announcement would be today, but overnight the Premier announced, oh, 51 more deaths from coronavirus. The numbers are being manipulated. This Premier is a manipulator. He is corrupt. He is dishonest. He is unethical. He is immoral. And I urge anyone listening to this podcast to think about the behaviour of our of this Premier and the impact that he's making on the people of Victoria by the behaviour of the government that he leads. And indeed, he says, it's not we, it's I have decided. On Monday, the 31st of August, 13 eminent doctors wrote to the Premier, 13 saying he was absolutely on the wrong track. And the Premier, in his egomaniacal way, says, I disagree with their views. Remarkable. That's the nonsense that's going on in the state of martial law in Victoria. However, Julie and I continue to do our work. We're able to communicate with people online and we can see globally that people are waking up and that this nonsense is leading to a significant waking up. I also criticise strongly the Australian federal government for not allowing Australians to leave the country and to come back to this country. I say that is disgraceful. I say the science on which those decisions are made are disgraceful. And you've heard me say it before. I say this is not a question of science anymore. This is a question of politics. This is not a question of health. This is a question of politics. And the closure of state borders is a question of politics. So we now have six states, two territories in this place that are running their own fiefdoms. It's madness. We've ceased to be Australians. So I hope to provoke you. I hope that commentary provokes you to think about what you actually think about these issues in your own country and in Australia, rather than being rather than being influenced or listening to the mainstream media, because if you listen to these politicians, they will tell you to be afraid, be very afraid. 
I say bullshit. Do not be afraid. Fear is what will make you unwell. So, that's what's been happening. By the way, I've managed to do my training every day and Julie's managed to do her exercise and my five children have managed to do their exercise. I believe, they tell me that they do. Before we get to this week's big idea, I invite you to subscribe to this YouTube channel and the podcast. The web the website addresses are on your screen. Click below to subscribe if watching on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. I send out regular written passion points to provoke you to think about passion. We'd love you to be a subscriber and to share this show if you think it's of value. So, here we are on Father's Day. The big idea. Five reasons why leaders should emulate great fathers. Now, for those of you who aren't fathers on Father's Day, so be it. There's Mother's Day. For those of you who don't have children, you had a father, I'm sure. So you can think about your own father on this day. I had a great father who died in 2006, some 14 years ago. He was a wise man. He had six children. He successfully raised six children despite being a migrant refugee from Hungary in 1949. And those six children have produced 14 grandchildren and five great-grandchildren. So my mother, who's still alive, is enjoying her five great-grandchildren and her 14 grandchildren. What an amazing contribution to this country. My father was great because he taught me a vast range of lessons, and I'm sure to my five brothers and sisters. I'm a father of five children, and I have been a leader in many, many organizations in the past and continue to lead organizations now. So I observed my father's great, what a great father was. I'm going to share with you why leaders can learn from great fathers. And of course, you might say, well, what is a great father? We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But I think having raised children who are aged, my first, my first daughter is 39. My, my son is 37, then I have twin boys who are 34, and then I have my fifth child who is a little girl who's almost 10, so from 39 down to 9. All five of them seem to be successful human beings. So I think I've got some basis on which to talk to you about this link between fatherhood and leadership. I also urge you to think about whether you really want to become a better leader, I urge you to become a better leader, but I happen to think that the quality of leadership in Australia and the Western world generally is quite poor because it's the quality of leadership in an organisation, in a team, in an environment that impacts on the level of passion in that environment. Poor leadership kills passion and means that a team, a group of human beings working together only work at a very average or below average level. So what are these five reasons that leaders should emulate great fathers? Now, there can be more than five, but these five are very powerful. And, and you know I 
If you're a regular listener or viewer, you know I prefer simplicity. Albert Einstein said, make things as simple as possible, but no simpler. I love simplicity. A simple idea can change your life. In my life, many times I have found one simple idea to have a profound impact. That's why that's why in this show, we seek to share with you one big idea. So if you go, wow, five reasons, yes, that will help me be a better leader, we've done our job. So reason number one, great fathers follow the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time they love their children, 20% of the time they discipline them. Leaders should do the same thing. 80% of the time love their team members, 20% of the time be disciplining them, bringing them back into line so that they follow the systems, the processes, the culture in your organization, in your team. Spending time constantly harassing other people whom you lead will not lead to great results. Great leaders come from a space of loving those whom they lead. Reason number two, great fathers invest the time to teach their children. Great leaders invest the time to teach their team members. They accept that their team members need to learn and grow and develop. And I'll give you one example of this, of fathers teaching their children. When, when little Timmy, four-year-old Timmy, comes to his dad and says, Dad, what's politics? And his dad looks at him and says, hmm, here's a good lesson I can teach my son. So he says to him, Tim, think of politics in this way. I'm out there earning money. Call me capitalism. Your mother, she's at home looking after the household. Think of her as the government. The nanny, think of her as the working class that we have here. You, you're the people. We're doing this for you. And your little baby sister, think of that as the future. Little Timmy scratches his head, says, thanks, Dad. Goes off to bed. At midnight, he's woken up by the sound of his baby sister crying. He goes to have a look what's wrong. She has severely soiled her nappy. He goes looking for his mum and dad to solve the problem. Goes into their bedroom. Dad's bed is empty. Mum's fast asleep. He shakes her. She says, go away. So he goes looking for the nanny. Goes to the nanny's bedroom. The bedroom door is locked. Looks in the keyhole. There's his dad in bed with the nanny. Gives up. Goes back to bed. Next morning, when he wakes up, comes down the stairs, says to Dad, Dad, I think I've worked out politics. And his dad scratches his head and says, Oh, Timmy, have you really? What is it? He says, Well, Dad, while capitalism's screwing the working class, the government's fast asleep, the people are ignored, and the future is in deep shit. Woohoo! <laughs> Great fathers invest time teaching their children. Reason number three. Great fathers don't expect each of their children to be the same. Great leaders don't expect their team members to have equal capabilities, equal areas of expertise, equal skills and talents. What great leaders do is to understand, and because they've invested the time to learn, because they care about, they love their team members, they accept the different capabilities of each of their team members and harness their strengths for the benefit of the team. Reason number four, great fathers challenge their children 
They give them difficult things to do. They don't protect them from hardship, from difficulty. They understand the power of resilience. They understand that as a father, if you protect your child from all difficulties, all pain, they will be entirely incapable. This is the same with great leaders. If you want people, the people you lead, to become ever more capable, you have to be willing to give them challenges. And inherent in that is the acceptance of their honest mistakes made in that development. Reason number five. Great fathers do courageous things to protect their children, to protect their family. My father, I'll give you one example, did a very courageous thing for the future benefit of his family, and that was to leave the country he loved to get away from communism, from socialism, from totalitarianism, and to come to Australia for freedom. That was a pretty courageous thing to do. I honour him for doing that and my mother for doing that. Great leaders do courageous things to protect their team members. And in big organisations where I have run leadership development programs for such leaders, Courage is required by the leaders of teams on many occasions. And I again say that that courage, which I think is the number one capability of great leaders, is often sadly lacking. Poor leaders think about themselves first. Great leaders think about those whom they lead first. I have run many leadership development programs over the years. I coached leaders one-on-one. And one of the core elements of my leadership lessons, which you can also learn about in the self-awareness and passion quest, is to develop your leadership philosophy. I urge you to look at the lessons that you received from your father. And whilst your father you might not categorize as great, today on Father's Day is a day to be grateful for the father who produced you. And just think about this one thought. The sperm that made you beat millions of other sperm and won the race to fertilize your mother's egg. It's an amazing sperm. You are already produced and born as a winner. Be grateful to your father for doing that. Be grateful to your father for every lesson you learned. And if there were plenty of lessons of hardship, look at how resilient that that has made you. Gratitude for our experiences in life are, is a core element to being successful in life so that on a moment-by-moment moment basis, you appreciate the value that you got out of every experience, whether it was pleasurable or painful. So, a couple of resources for you. Before I do, the two websites I again mentioned, covest.com for corporate programs, for public programs, and then charlescovest.com for the self-awareness and passion quest. This is a group coaching program to take you on a journey of self-awareness, of discovery, of your passion, the key to your success. The Song of the Week by John Lennon, beautiful song. Beautiful boy. I would sing it for you, but I can't, you know, you know, I'm, I'm brave enough. I'm courageous enough as a leader to sing on this program, but no, not this time. There's some beautiful lyrics in this wonderful song. And it's, it, the official title is Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy. Before you go to sleep, say a little prayer. Every day, in every way, is getting better and better. 
because it's a long way to go, a hard row to hoe. Yes, it's a long way to go, but in the meantime, before you cross the street, take my hand. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. So, I hope that reminds you of how your father thought about you. And if you're a girl, good. Change the word to beautiful girl. The quote of the week by one of my favourite novelists, writers, authors, thinkers, philosophers, Mark Twain. Very relevant for Father's Day. When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished by how much he'd learned in seven years. There's a thought for you. Our perceptions of our fathers. I wonder how your perception of your father is going. The health tip and spiritual tip today is the same thing. Coming back to reason number one, why great fathers are a guide for your leadership. Love your team members. Well, the health tip and spiritual tip is love your team members, love people around you who disagree with you. And the amazing thing is that that choosing to love, which is an act of will, to say that person is entitled to disagree with me, that person is entitled to free speech, but it's a spiritual exercise to choose to love those who disagree, and it's also healthy for you. The, the conflict and resistance inside you reduces. That means you don't waste energy, number one. Number two, stress is a health depleter. Love is a stress reducer. The book of the week, wonderful book I read many years ago, it's published in 1994 by Steve Bidulph on manhood. So for those of you who are budding fathers, um, have a look at it. Very, very worthwhile. I, I don't know if it's been reissued, but I got some great insights in it in terms of being a father and being a man. Now, some jokes, some dad jokes. These dad jokes are very good for those of you who have young children, but also because, you know, I have to embarrass my children with some with some uh, dad jokes or some dad, you know, some family quips. So here they are. How do you catch a unique rabbit? Unique up on it. How do you catch a tame rabbit? Tame way, unique up on it. Hmm. How do crazy people go through the forest? They take the psychopath. How do you get holy water? You boil the hell out of it. What do Eskimos get from sitting on ice too long? Polaroids. What do you call Santa's helpers? Subordinate clauses. Woohoo! Love it. And as a lawyer, I particularly love it. What lies at the bottom of the ocean and twitches? A nervous wreck. A couple more. What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? Anyone can roast beef. <laughs> and what's the difference between a Harley and a Hoover? The location of the dirt bag. <laughs> that made me laugh. Hope it made you laugh. Dad jokes are good. Don't be scared to practice your dad jokes. And when people groan, you can enjoy their groaning. So, that's about it. Think about 
how this week's big idea can make a massive impact on your leadership. It might remind you of other principles of leadership that you have forgotten on the journey. That's one of the benefits of listening to this show that is dedicated to your success. I again invite you to visit our website, subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder, to buy the books Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance. They, I promise you they will give you great value. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as my final, see you later, I say have a great week. If you're a father, have a special day on Father's Day, and I hope your children appreciate you at least for a week, the next week more so than they do for the rest of the year. I hope you have a challenging week. I hope you have a learning and development week. I hope you have a fun week, and I hope you take one step along the road of practicing and pursuing your passion. Thanks for being with us. Look forward to being with you next week, and I promise you, I will have a week full of passion. Bye.